Well, hello there and welcome back to the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. Today is a bit of a different episode because it is very rare that we do a part two. But in this case, I really felt compelled to bring this amazing guest back in to chat with you all again. I am really passionate about this topic and so is the amazing James Yates. And that is how to optimize your health, to optimize your performance, not only in your business, but in every area of your life. James Yates creates programs, retreats, and online cleanse systems, among other things, to help people to become their best version of themselves, both inside and out. James chatted on our last podcast episode all about burnout, which I know for most of us is something that at some point throughout our careers and our lives we have grappled with. James gave some really amazing tips on how to not only recognize burnout, but also what to do when you recognize that perhaps you might be uh, going through some of those warning signs or maybe you're well and truly in the thick of it. If you haven't heard that episode, definitely go back and give it a listen. But off the back of that episode, I had this nagging feeling that I really wanted to bring him back to talk a little bit more about being proactive rather than reactive. One of the things that James and I have been able to talk about a lot in our chats uh, one-on-one has been about the routines that we form throughout our days and our weeks in our business, but in our everyday life. This includes from the very moment that you get out of bed in the morning. And I had the question for James, which was, is there a right way to start your day? To which, of course, he said, absolutely. So without any further ado, I've pulled James in to talk a little bit more about those routines, habits that we have in our everyday life to help optimize not only our health, but the mental space that we're in, take care of ourselves, and most importantly, uh, get off on the right foot to be the best version of us for our business, our family, our friends, and us. So I know you're going to love this episode. He again drops a ton of golden nuggets, so get your pen and paper ready. And uh, I am so excited to introduce again the amazing James Yates from Reignite. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. I am, again, joined by a very familiar face now, the wonderful James Yates. Thank you so much for jumping on again, James, uh, to have another chat with me. Sam, it's such a pleasure. We, we had so much fun the first time. It's nice to be back so, so soon after. I know. And I really felt like the last time we started chatting, there was so much more I wanted to talk about and we just did not have time. And we got almost as soon as we got off that episode, I was emailing you saying, can we please have another chat? Because I really feel that so much of what we've been talking about is is in many ways so much more important than where we actually put our focus. And that is on our own health and the things that we can control and the way that we start our day and finish our day and our personal habits. So with all of that in mind, uh, I'm super keen to chat with you a little bit more about um, taking care of ourselves today. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that this conversation like previously could go in all sorts of directions. So let's just see where it takes us. Um, And uh, yeah, like I said, welcome back in. It's really great to have you and I'm really excited to 
to see what knowledge uh, you can impart on us again today. Yeah, thanks, Sam. I, I What I get really excited about with today is the fact that, you know, all of our listeners here, everyone wants to gain success. Everyone wants to be the best version of, them, of themselves. And I feel like mm-hmm. this conversation is just going to give us a few extra tools, you know, to, to see this multi-dimensional approach to success rather than it being quite linear. So when I say yeah. linear, you know, often we're focused on just the one thing. And we did cover this in our last um, podcast, but you know, by being open-minded to, you know, becoming better in all areas of life, it gives us a better chance of of living a more happy, fulfilled life and also gaining mm. that, that that success in whatever our vision is as well. Yeah, absolutely. And for sure, I know, you know, you and I both ex- experienced this the hard way and we've seen many people do it and it's that um, where we put all of our focus in one area and another has to suffer for that. And, and you know, that that inability, I suppose, to be able to to focus on all areas of our life and consider ourselves successful in all areas rather than just in our career. So, yeah, keen to chat with you about that. Now, one of the things that you were talking to me about before, and I really love this concept, is the 1% shift. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I think what happens is we we overwhelm ourselves often when we're looking to make change in our lives. You know, we're mm-hmm. often quite curious to become better and we're we're asking ourselves often the right questions, but when it comes to acting on the first step or the next step, sometimes it feels a little bit blurry or a bit overwhelmed. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure you can relate. I, I know in everything that I've done, it, it, the, sometimes you're so clear on where you want to be, but that first step feels so far away mm. that it's almost like it, it, it puts us into this cycle of procrastination sometimes. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so, you know, what do we do to get better? Well, I, I've really identified over the years that while some people can go cold turkey and change things quite quickly, they can get rid of something that's not serving them in an instant. You know, mm. imagine someone that's wanting to maybe quit smoking or, mm. you know, sometimes you do see the success from that. The majority of us find changing our, our subconscious programming all at once very confusing. Yeah. And we're overriding belief systems and habits that have been you know, on autopilot sometimes, you know, since we were born, right? Mm. And so for me, the concept of being able to make a positive change comes down to really focusing on one key part at a time, the one percenter, and mm. really celebrating the wins. So I work with a five-step model, which is called the five A's. And so the first A for us to be able to change anything is awareness. We've got to become aware of something in order to be, able to, to be able to shift or change it. That's the obvious one. We're kind of all aware that maybe we need to exercise more or we need to take more action when it comes to contacting people for our business and all these yep. different things. The next piece is acknowledgement. So when we look at acknowledgement, it's about, okay, so we, we know that we need to make a change, but do we acknowledge either how far we've come already mm-hmm. based on you know that old habit that we're really bashing ourselves about? Do we actually acknowledge that it got to us? Got, got us to where we are right now, or perhaps we acknowledge that it may doesn't, it may, maybe it doesn't serve us anymore. Maybe we're at the point, there's that line in the sand moment where it's mm-hmm. like, right, you know, it's got me to this point, but now I need to, to become better. I need to be better in, in a new area. Mm-hmm. The third A is acceptance. So if I summarize those first two, I think all human beings are pretty good at those first two, right? Yep. We're aware of stuff. You know, not all, all, of, all at the same time aware of the same things, but we're we're aware of things that don't serve us. We're aware of things that we want to accomplish, and we acknowledge that wherever we are right now is as a result of certain decisions that we've made up to this point. Mm-hmm. But the third piece, acceptance, is where a lot of people struggle to ne- go to that next level. Yeah, because we might know that smoking is not necessarily good for us, 
Uh, we might acknowledge that it's time to change, but do we truly accept at a cellular level in our being that now is the time, right now? Like we're going to actually do something about it right now. And the acceptance piece is a personal thing. It takes time for us to be able to be truly aligned with the moment that mm. we are looking to, to to move forwards, you know, in terms of a new habit or a new shift. Yeah. The, the, the next two A's beyond that, that's action and accountability. So once you've got the awareness, the acknowledgement and the acceptance, then it's just putting an action plan in place and then finding some way of holding yourself accountable to what you said you're going to do, right? Yeah. So they're the five A's. But when we talk about the one percenter, that comes down to that first step beyond the awareness, the acknowledgement, and the acceptance. What do we actually then do? So we sell, what I, I, I love to do is I love to do what I call the swap out. So we might write a list, and this is, again, this, this is a great awareness exercise as well. Write down five or ten things that are not serving you in your life right now. Yep. Right. Now, how do you, how do you judge that? How do you even know where to start? Have a look at every component where you spend the most time and ask yourself a simple question. Is it elevating my energy or is it depleting me? Yeah. Right? And, 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 and that's just a nice little filter, right? And I think we, we discussed this on the last podcast. It's just a simple filter. And then what, what we do for, with that is we say, okay, now that we, we know that something might be depleting me, so let's say it's how I start my day. I'm feeling sluggish. I'm feeling like when I wake up, I'm like, oh, I've got to get to all those emails, but I don't even have the energy or the motivation to do so. Mm-hmm. Or it might not be that. It might be, oh my gosh, you know, I'm finding myself in reaction mode to everything, maybe even with my family or with my partner or even my business. Maybe there's something that's just not congruent to who we are right now. So mm-hmm. we can say, okay, it's time for change. Awareness, acknowledgement, acceptance. And then once we identify what those key things are, what could we swap it with? What's something we could swap it with, right, that does give us energy? So it's like the old, we've kept the theme going of the smoker. So anyone listening that's a smoker here, hey, <laughs> lots of respect to you right now. Yeah. Um, and again, this is not picking on anyone, but I'm just saying at that time, because we can visualize this, if we say, okay, so I'm doing that right now and I need to change. Or maybe, look, maybe it's time to to shift something in terms of my health and well-being completely, right? Uh, what do I swap that with right now? And that's the one percenter. Yeah, that's the little shift that we can change immediately. So that could be you replace it with something that gives us a boost of dopamine. You know, when we're addicted to something, it's normally because it it gives us a sense of anticipation and reward. Yeah, you know, Sam, if you go and make your bed, if you anticipate you're going to make the bed and you make the bed, you get a rush of dopamine. You feel good. Yeah, right. It's as simple (laughs) as that, right? So what could you swap if you're already anticipating you're going to do something and you actually do it and you celebrate that and now you've got this rush of dopamine, what could you swap that with that gives you a positive outcome rather than sometimes a negative outcome? That's the one percenter. Looking for these little micro yeah. moments in your day but using awareness to be able to use utilize that effectively. Yeah, I love that. And it's so simple. And I love that you actually incorporate this as well into we we're talking about your uh, cleanses that you do with people and then the the retreats. And it's that, you know, let's face it, we've all been through a point where we've gone, yep, I need to do a detox or a cleanse. And you're seeing the whole thing. And so you put it off for ages thinking it's going to be just the right time. I'm going to throw a secret out there. I know, I know I'm not the only person that does this, but there are times that I actually work cleanses and detoxes around um, things happening in my life. It's like, I can't do it then because there's a birthday or there's a a barbecue coming up or there's a, because you're thinking about all of the things you've got to do. But I love that concept. And I'm, I'm just tying this back to one thing here, but 
I love the concept of looking at just the one thing that you can do to move closer to your end goal. Um, And, you know, just as you were speaking about smoking there, it's sort of, you know, that aha moment. And I'm certainly not a smoker, but, you know, it's a really good example of that being the outcome you're looking for in the end. But what are all of the steps that go, you know, between where you are and getting there instead of looking at the whole outcome and one big picture, what's just the one little thing along the way? So super powerful. And And that's... Yes, that first step, isn't it? It's it's just, it's taking the first step. So it's even with the cleanse concept that you mentioned, it's like, Okay, but if I just accept it, it's like the old quote, you know, sometimes you don't even know how to do it. You just say yes and you work out how to do it later. <laughs> yeah. Like by just, and again, that's acceptance. Mm. So you've acknowledged, you've, you're aware you need to do a cleanse, you've acknowledged it, but you've not accepted that you're going to have to do it at a time that you may not necessarily want to do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's move on. Um, <laughs> uh, now, I'm really keen to talk about, um, you know, and and this was sort of the topic of this podcast episode was, you know, is there a right way, James, to start your day? Let's face it. Is there a so, right way to start your day? So the short answer and the long answer is yes. <laughs> so. So here's the thing. Um, for many years, I, I lived and I built business in reaction mode. Mm. Um, so on our previous podcast, we spoke about burnout mm. and the fact that I got to a point where I burnt myself out because I I, I really didn't invest any time into me. Yeah. And so what happens is, um, you know, a lot of us find ourselves waking up in a, in a reactive state and that mm-hmm. then impacts our days, our weeks, our months and our years. And we'll talk about yeah. how that happens and why that happens in a moment. And it wasn't until I started making, you know, um, I guess decisions around how I would start my day. And again, it came down to what depleted or energized me. It's that same filter again coming here. Mm-hmm. It was really looking at, okay, so if I actually feel good when I open my eyes and I do things that make me feel good, that can have a profound positive impact in my business mm-hmm. um, throughout the day, especially when I'm up against the wall when it comes to maybe stressful situations or yeah. I'm, I'm kind of manic with lots of things going on. You know, you want to make sure that you've got real clarity of mind. And so there's a lot of research starting to form in this place. I think a lot of people, especially in the in in the sort of the um, holistic well-being-based areas, mm-hmm. have always, you know, spoken about this. But what's happening is modern science is really now catching up and it's sort mm-hmm. of proving, you know, through, hey, let's look at our happy hormones. Let's look at the impact that stress has on the body mm-hmm. and so on. And, and so the reason I say yes is because the moment that I... I personally started to take control of my morning routine, uh, or maybe not take control, maybe control is the wrong word here, because maybe it's actually just letting things be rather than mm-hmm. trying to control. Yeah. That's when things started to really play out in a positive sense. I had a better relationship as a result because I was in a happier space, right? Yeah. Business went better because, again, I was making better <laughs> business decisions and so on. And so here's the thing. Um it depends on the stat. There's lots of research out there at the moment, but up to 86% of people right now are reaching for their phone first thing in the morning. So it's a pretty scary stat if you think about mm-hmm. it. Now, what I mean by that is we're all lying in bed, we open our eyes, and the first thing that we do before anything else, mm-hmm. 86%, up to 86% of people are reaching for these, these little bits of technology. Yep. <laughs> um, and they've not even woken up yet. Um, yeah. Are you one of those people, Sam? I'm not because I actually put, uh, I, I recognized I was doing it all through the night a number of years ago, probably five years ago. I would, you know, if I had to get up to go to the toilet or have a drink or I woke up at all through the night, habitually I noticed I would roll over and tap my phone just to see if I've got any notifications. 
And of course, if I saw something, um, you know, an, an important email or something come through, I would deal with it then and not sleep because I would start to stress. And I thought, you know what? I I recognize Sam's behavior. So Sam needs to um, take an, an action here to get better sleep. So I actually um, now keep my phone in the hallway on charge. Uh, it's like three rooms away from where I am. So, uh, and it hasn't lived in my bedroom for five years. This is so good. I, and I love, I'm going to b- bounce off that because that is just such a great example of what happens for so many people. So, Let's go back to dopamine. In fact, let's sort of mm. break this open a little bit more. So there's four happy hormones that are the most famous, I guess, out there at the moment. So there's there's dopamine, there's serotonin, oxytocin, and um, endorphins. And um, so we talked about dopamine being the you know anticipation and reward um, happy hormone, right? So what was happening is when you were getting up in the night, you were anticipating something was on the phone. So yep. you look at your phone. And then you get rewarded, and whether it's positive or negative, you're rewarded because you're fueling that addiction. And yeah. here's the thing: what we find is if you actually, if you actually celebrate or subconsciously you feel really good as a result of what's on the phone, that gives you another uh, form of addiction because it just pushes that dopamine mm. a little bit more, right? That's yeah. why, like, if you go and make your bed in the morning and you anticipate you're going to make it, and then you celebrate, it's actually it's pumping you. You're feeling great. Saying, right? and is this so, kind of like you make the bed and then you do a bit of a happy dance? Like I'm just picturing yeah, to- the celebration totally, mode. Totally, going totally. On. I'll, I'll come back. To, I'll come to the, back okay. to the bed making in a moment because this is a great way to get us off the phone. Uh, so um, I don't know how we started with the bed thing, but you know it's it's, yeah. it's a big part here. So mm. anyway, so we we reach for our phone, we anticipate something's on the phone, we then have this yeah. this influx of you know of feel good hormones, and then all of a sudden now the stress starts to kick in. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the stress. Cortisol, uh, you know, it elevates uh, for, for a couple of reasons. Firstly, there's the blue light factor. Mm. So, you know, when we've got the artificial light in our in our eyes, um, and especially at times where our body's still trying to adapt to naturally waking up, mm. it puts a huge amount of stress on the body, yeah. right? And so when cortisol's elevated for even a few seconds to a few minutes, the frontal part of the brain is not as effectively being used because the energy is actually trying to get you out of a fight or flight scenario. Yeah, okay. So imagine, you know, back in the day, the saber-toothed tiger was running down the street and, you know, you, you see it and you go, oh, my gosh, you know, you, you run. So that's where the fight or flight response kicks in. Mm-hmm. And when people are under stress, it's generally a response of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. So fight, you know, you want to fight what's going on. You kind of, you know, you're almost going against what's happening mm. there in some regard, flight, you're out of there. You know, you literally, you're out at that moment. Um, freeze, you literally stay still. So imagine when you see the snake, it's like, oh, my gosh, right? Yeah. Fawn is when you become a yes person, right? So you actually, so what we find in leadership is if, if you know the fight or flight, freeze or fawn response of the people you're working with, you actually are going to have a, a more effective leadership style knowing how they're going to respond to you. Yeah, right. So that's another conversation but it mm. starts with the phone thing in the morning. Yeah. So then the email comes through, it's the boss or it's the it's the distributor that told you for the last six months that they're going to say yes and they say no, right? Um, there's all of these moments. And yep. so you're starting to feel, you know, really stressed out and that impacts your sleep, your quality of your sleep, but it also mm. puts you into a reactive state. So we're not really in that you know, free-flowing state now. Uh, neurologically, we started cre- we start to create neuro- neurological pathways that are often story-based. Mm. So when we were in a high stress response, like if you, let's say you got cut off in the traffic on the way to work or to the meeting and someone, you know, really just cut right in front of you, if you're in a high state of stress, you might your reaction might be you put your, your foot on the, um, the brake and you, you slam the horn down. 
but also you might then start telling everyone what happened to you. Mm. Oh, Sam, you wouldn't believe what happened to me today mm. because we're in this state where we're trying to find a way to feel good because we're not feeling good. Yeah. Right. So this has all happened just because we reach for a little bit of technology first thing in the morning. Well, that's what's happening to a lot of people. Mm. And, um, and what's another interesting stat is, um, and there's, again, there's so many stats on so many things at the moment, but almost half of the people that have reached for their phone first thing in the morning are doing it before they say good morning to their spouse who's actually lying right next to them. Yeah. You can see what it's doing to relationships. Mm. And if, if our relationship is a is a training ground for everything that we do in terms of networking and business as well, mm. this is yep. really not serving us. Yeah. Making sense. And it, it does. And I just want to throw something in there as well because, you know, one of the things particularly, you know, if you're in a marriage or a partnership that you tend to do is think, well, if I change, I have to change the other person as well and I need their behaviour to mirror mine in order for me to get any progress or ground on this. So I just want to bring this in because as you were speaking then, James, I just recognised something that, um, you know, has, I, I think has is a pattern for most people and that is the, well, how do I convince then my partner to also not have their phone in the room, for example? And the reason I bring this up is, you know, that I'm, I recognized many years ago, and again, it's a constant learning, but I've always got my half to play in anything. So no matter what happens and, uh, you know, I'll use, um, you know, uh, broken relationships as an example here, um, you know, marriage as an example here, even parenting as an example here, or partnership in business as an example. No matter what your what you do has always got um, probably more of a part to play than what the other person does. So I moved my phone. I put it in a different part of the house. I didn't tell Greg he had to move his phone. Um, Greg still has his phone by the bed. He knows how I feel about it but I didn't impress that on him and say, you have to have your phone out of the bedroom. What I did say is I don't want to be impacted by your phone in the bedroom. So just ensure it's flipped over and on silent and I don't see it. Um, but interestingly, just me doing my bit, and it's been about five years. So, you know, it's not as though he's then after six months gone, okay, I'll follow suit. But just, just my side of it has made a huge impact on our relationship, our sleep, our bedtime routine, our morning routine, just my side of it. So I just wanted to point that out because I know some people might go, well, I'm not going to do it until I can convince them to do it too because it doesn't matter. It does matter. That's that's such a big point. It's such a big point. And yeah, that's exactly it. It's, it's being the change that we want to see, right? And I know these sometimes mm. these quotes are like quite cliche, but it really is. It's about us going first. It's about us looking at how can we make the world a better place for ourselves and mm. ultimately then that impacts everyone else as well. And let's go back to the five A's again, you know, awareness, starts, you know, right at the start there with then into the acknowledgement, the acceptance, action and accountability. You know, you might find at some stage Greg goes, oh my gosh, now's the time mm. you know, as an example, right? Um, but right now it might be working really well dynamically as it is. And so everyone's going to to make a shift or a change when they're ready to yeah. make the shift or the change. The only way that we we can can make people ready faster is if we nicely draw awareness to it. But yep. it's not up to us to make the change for someone else or make them make the change as well. Yeah. So I love that conversation. So yeah. it's it's really about going first, you know, leading by example and seeing seeing how you feel. Yeah. And if that feels great, then everyone's going to have a benefit as a result. Yeah. So, so I, I guess we we then, you know, we know that the, this thing is not necessarily great for our health. There's a lot of things, uh, you know, pointing to, you know, blue light of an evening as well. 
Mm. Um, you know, reaching for the phone in the morning is one thing, but what are you doing before you go to bed? You know, that yeah. can impact your, your quality of your sleep, your, your circadian rhythms and things like that as well. But let's There's let's a recommendation maybe... for time, right, before you go to bed, an amount of time that you should go without blue light. Yeah, yeah, it's it's generally one to two hours depending mm. on the study. But, yeah, we, we go on a two-hour time frame. Yeah. Um, and also we go tech-free in the morning uh, for a period of time as well. But let me let me walk you through maybe a little bit about what we can do rather than all the issues that we're, we're facing at the moment with this. Because yeah. I, I know that, you know, a lot of our audience uh, today are, you know, again, looking to get that extra level of success and wanting to perform at that next level. Mm. And so if you want to perform at the next level, you know, high performance isn't a, a thing that we go after. It becomes a way of life. So yep. it's like what we eat, how we drink, you know, everything in terms of the connection piece, our relationships, but then obviously the morning routine becomes a big part of that as well. Mm. So um, I've done a lot of work in Africa over the years and um, I, I ran a, a big training for a, a company a few years ago and um, we spent a, a fair bit of time on the morning routine. And after the whole weekend together, I surveyed everyone and I said, what was the number one thing you got out of this whole weekend? that's helping you. And then we surveyed them again in a year and a year. And uh, they've all said what I'm about to share right now. So okay, listen carefully. <laughs> right, I've got my pen. I'm good. You got your pen? You got I your hope pen. all our this listeners so have their pens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look, this is so super simple. But if we look at the four happy hormones, how do we stimulate those in the morning mm. organically without feeling like we're forcing ourselves to do things that are against our natural way of being? Mm -hmm. So let's look at number one, moving. So yep. by simply moving for, you know, 20 minutes in the morning, um, you know, it could be a lot more. Some people love the gym workout and all of that, but just 20 minutes of light to moderate exercise could be a nice walk, could be a fast little walk or into a sl slow jog. What we generally find is that's also stimulating dopamine and endorphins. Mm. So we feel good. And when we're moving, we've obviously got the oxygen running through the, 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 the lungs and the veins, and we feel great. It gets a lot of oxygen to the brain. We start to create, that's when we have the greatest ideas. Um, I find, I don't know about you, Sam, but I find like if I'm moving, that's where everything that we've done in business has really come, you know, and landed. Yeah. Right. Oh, there's there's two times that I get all of my best ideas, and they're both really inconvenient because it's hard to write them down, and that is while I run and while I shower. Um, yes. Amazing. And and uh, I'll often end up having to stop a run, sit down, and really quickly leave an audio note for myself. And uh, yeah, it's yes. amazing. So powerful, so powerful. So when you talk about what's the greatest way, or is there a way to start your day? I generally find if you can get moving first thing in the morning, so not reaching for your phone now. So we're going to park that one for the next two hours, and the first thing we're going to do is we're going to look at moving for just twenty minutes. And again, you mm -hmm. can expand on this if you're already doing something more than that, great. Mm -hmm. But this is a not about us. It's about how can we actually duplicate this with our teams? Mm. How can we help the 10 people that we're working with or the 1,000 people or the 10,000 people that we're working with all start their day as a high performer? Because imagine what the productivity is going to be like if people yep. aren't in reaction mode anymore and they're in that proactive state. Yeah. The second piece is to breathe. Now, there is so much research to show that we need to breathe, right? We know that we need to breathe. But when I talk about breathing, I'm not talking that shallow breathing that we've been kind of conditioning ourselves to do over the last few years. I'm talking about making sure that we take some really big moments to be mindful of yeah. how we actually breathe and get that oxygen through the lungs. There are different ways and different techniques that have been used for thousands of years to optimize our breathing technique. 
But I often start by just saying, hey, listen, when was the last time you took 10 minutes to be still, mm. right? Focus on some form of mindfulness practice, could mm. be meditation. It could be some form of, you know, circular breath work, might be a little bit of rebirthing light, you know, conscious connected breath. You know, when you look at a baby and they're kind of breathing really beautifully and organically, it's like through the nose, out through mm. the nose, and there's no gap at the top or the bottom. It's like this loop breathing. Yeah. Well, this conscious connected breath is really ideally how we should be breathing, but because of the stresses that we've put ourselves under, we mm. often hold our breath. So there's some great research, just even on mindfulness-based practices such as meditation. Um, those people that are meditating for 10 minutes a day for eight weeks can actually shrink the amygdala in the brain. Mm -hmm. And the amygdala is like your stress control center that um, regulates stress. And so um, the greatest way I describe this is imagine you're looking at a snake, right, it's, you know, right at your feet. You know, obviously, fight or flight kicks in or, or however you respond yeah. to that. Mm -hmm. um, but in the same moment, if you're regulating that, that amygdala by, by doing some mindfulness-based practices, in that same moment that you got worried that there was a snake, if you've been practicing, you might find that there's only a stick there and you're okay, right? It's like mm -hmm. almost like you become able to regulate how you respond to situations. So rather yeah. than jumping, oh, my gosh, it's a snake. Oh, no, it's not. It's a stick. It's just like, oh. No, that's okay. So that's mm -hmm. going to help um, to gear us towards dealing with stress, stressful yeah. situations, people much better as well. So we've talked about moving. We've talked about either breath or, or mindfulness-based practices, but breathing mm -hmm. is really mm -hmm. important. And the next piece is intention. And I know you're a big, you know, intention type of person, you know, making sure you're clear on what you want to accomplish in life. And, um, and so what we find is by future pacing your intentions, by saying your intentions out loud as if you've already done them, mm. you can actually shift your neurological pathways yeah. uh, to think positively and think that it's actually possible to accomplish anything in our lives, right? Yeah. And so what I find is if we start the day by moving and breathing, and then we say, okay, so imagine it's it might be 6 a.m., but we're saying it as if it's 7 p.m. And we say, hey, it's 7 p.m. And I've contacted five people about my business and I feel great. Yeah. Or it's 7 p.m., and I've spent two hours of quality present time with my family and I feel great. By simply saying the intention out loud and connecting to it, again, what we're starting to do is we're starting to shift from a negative state to a positive state very, yeah. very quickly. So what's this practice uh, in simple terms? It's called MBI, Move, Breathe, Intentions. And so again, good. the reason I'm sharing it so simply is because whatever we do uh, can be as, as complex as we like, but it's got to duplicate. Got to yeah. duplicate with any with our family, with our friends, with our teams. It, we we need to find a, a model here that's just so easy for people to say. You know what? I'm going to give that a go, and then I'm going to see mm -hmm. how I feel. Yeah. See how I feel? Awareness again. Yeah. So this is a, a very very powerful beginning of how we can get our days from reactive to proactive mm -hmm. and get more more time to do mm -hmm. the things that we want to be focusing on because we're focused in the right areas. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful, James. I love that and. You know, I think um, we can all probably think of times when we actually have incorporated those things without even realizing that we've done it. And you look back and you think, yeah, you know, that those are times where I probably felt um, a lot better about. And, and keeping in mind too, we're in winter right now as we're recording this. And that's typically a time where people let these things go because it's yeah. darker, it's colder. I know it's not so much for you because you happen to be blessed to live in an incredibly warm and beautiful part of the world. But where I'm from, where it is literally ice every morning and um, it's dark until almost 8 a.m. <laughs> a lot of people here let this go and you see a shift in the moods of the people that you know around you. 
and they'll tell you, you know, it's it, it literally is um, a matter of survival through those winter months, but it doesn't have to be. And it, you just look at what do I do differently? The only thing really I think a lot of people do differently when the sun comes out and it warms up is they get up that little bit earlier, they move a little bit more, um, potentially go outside more and expose themselves to, you know, the sun, vitamin D, grounding, all of those things without even realizing that they're doing it and probably breathe a lot deeper as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So first, I just want to put a disclaimer. It is actually cold in Queensland at the moment. It was 20 oh, come degrees on. yesterday. Well, so, um, <laughs> this is where I eject you from this interview. <laughs> we had um, minus thing, think- two until about two o'clock on Saturday. It didn't oh, actually um, crack zero for quite some time. And our poor daughter, she's playing netball at the moment. She nearly passed out out of out of cold because they, ha- they, they can't wear they still got to wear the, the netball dress, the little netball dress. They can't wear jumpers or uh, skins or anything like that underneath. So the the poor kids are absolutely frozen. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I yeah, my hat goes, well, my heart goes out to you. Hey, I <laughs> choose to live no here. I shouldn't complain. But, you know, but actually speaking about that though, I mean, we were lived in the UK uh, back in 2011 when we went through a, a tough time. I spoke about this on our last um, interview. And um, one thing that I did commit to every single day was I jumped in the water. It was the middle of winter in the mm. UK, and I still and we were down the bottom part, you know, where where um you know it was it was ice cold, mm. and uh, but I still jumped in the water every single day. And obviously, there's a lot of research to show the benefits of you know ice baths and these kind yeah. of things now as well. So there's 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 a lot that you can do be- as benefit in that, those moments, but it's also yeah. going back to your conscious connected breath. So using your breath as a way to be able yeah. to deal with the stress of the environment. Yeah. Well. Um, I wanted to just chuck in three um, quick hacks to enhance this MBI concept for those Mm -hmm. who are wanting to take this to the next level. Yeah, please. Um, And it's just just adding GEC at the end. So you've got MBI, move, breathe, and intentions. And then you've got GEC, which is, and the first piece, the G, is something that I think you speak about a fair bit, which is gratitude. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, G for gratitude is the, remembering the concept that you can get what you want when you're grateful for, for what you have. Yeah. And so we have a little routine that we find works really well. Now, gratitude, by just practicing gratitude, you can actually elevate serotonin, mm-hmm. so another happy hormone. Um, so again, we're hack, hacking these hormones at the moment. Yeah. But by simply what we do as a family, um, I've got my little kids and, and my partner, Chantel, we're holding hands and we say, what are you grateful for today? Mm. And my little guy might go, you know, broccoli or you know, whatever it is, right? <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, oh, really? Yeah, totally. But, um, you know, the concept here is, again, it's just this feel-good factor and, and just notice what happens in a room when you actually just ask every single person one thing that they're grateful for. Mm. This this elevated happiness, this consciousness mm. that just kicks in, right? We're all just feeling it, right? Yeah. So that's the first thing. So by just practicing gratitude in the morning makes us feel great. Um, the E is earthing, right? So you yep. spoke about grounding. Mm. And and there's a lot of research out there to show that by simply putting your feet firmly planted on the soil or on the on the grass or on the beach, you can mm. ground. We're electrical beings, right? We need to yep. ground. And so we, we, we're we living in a world where we're wearing the synthetic rubber sole, sole shoes. Mm. And we've got no way of being able to connect back to the earth. But as electrical beings, just like lightning needs to ground, we need to ground. And so mm. there's a lot of benefits in terms of reducing oxidative stress in the body, um, helping to reduce inflammation, reducing stress. Yep. So instead of running and then doing that later or going for a walk and doing it later, why don't you just run or walk barefoot, right? If you've got a, a paddock or somewhere where you can actually mm. do this, right? Then you're combining the two. So we've got MBI, GE, and the final piece is C. 
connection. Yeah. So yeah. some big stats out there on, on connection, right? So the, the um, study on human longevity at Harvard, that's the lo- longest study that's ever been done on, on longevity. It started in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what they did is they basically took 720 men and they, they um, some of them were from Harvard, so sort of well-to-do, and the other half were from sort of the, the outskirts of Boston, you know, poor areas. And what they wanted to research was, um, you know, what made people to live, live the longest. Was it, was it the fact that you had a, a privileged upbringing? Was it the fact that you, you know, lived in a particular area? Or was there other things? And that study is still going today. And they found that those people that lived the longest are those that had the most meaningful connections, the most meaningful interactions. They didn't mm-hmm. have to have lots of friends, but they just, just had to have quality. meaningful yep. quality interactions. So yeah. the connection piece is simply this. If you've got family at home, spend some time to give them a hug. You mm-hmm. know, oxytocin, that's what it, it's elevating another happy hormone. But at the same time, that connection piece is so important for us to live our best lives. Yeah. At the same time, if you're not living with someone right now, reach out to someone in the morning. This is when you can turn mm-hmm. your phone back on. Reach yeah. out to someone that you love and care about and tell them how much you love and care about them. Could be a friend, could be a family member, might be someone that you've worked with for a while and you just want to show some gratitude to them as well. Yeah. But by simply bringing this into your morning practice, now we've elevated all of our four happy hormones. We've um, elevated our energy. We're feeling good. Mm. And now we're ready to take on the day uh, and, and optimize our day because we've got the energy to do so. So to summarize, MBI, move, breathe intentions. 20 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes. So you can, you say, I haven't got a lot of time. How am I going to do this with my family having to go to school? Do it with them. <laughs> yeah. Get everyone up 30 minutes early. Do it with them. Honestly, there's ways to hack this. Uh, and then GEC, gratitude, earthing, connection. And uh, yeah. simply try it. I think these are such powerful things and they can make such a big difference. But it's also all, all about habit forming, isn't it, James? It's about it consistency. Like anything, it's about consistency. So, I love that. Now, um, I feel like we could just keep talking about this. Um, this is why we're doing this. <laughs> we're doing the second episode here. But there were some questions I didn't get to ask you last time we caught up because we just ran out of time. So I'm actually really excited to hear your answer to these questions now. Are you okay if we we throw the fun Let's questions run. at you? All right. Let's my first question, James. I'm very curious to know what is your favorite book for us to add to our accelerator book list. Look, there's, there's quite a few that I've really enjoyed over the years. Mm. I mean, the classics like Think and Grow Rich, yes. Napoleon Hill, and, and The Science of Getting Rich. But um, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen was oh. definitely the one that made the most impact to me. And they've got it rewritten, you know, more recently in um, in, in, in English that we all understand, right? It was yeah. written back in the day originally. Yeah. I read the original manuscript right at the start, and it, it was a heavy read. It was simple, but it was still heavy because of mm. the way it was positioned. So. But there was so many, there was so many um, beautiful um, aha moments in that. Yeah, I think has given me a lot of perspective in terms of life and business. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Awesome. And uh, next question was your favorite quote. Ah, the will to win is not nearly as important as the will to prepare to win. Uh, oh, uh, that's by Vince Lombardi. I love very, that. Very important. Yeah, but very important quote for me because, um, you know, I think I'm someone that likes to sort of throw paint against the wall and hope it sticks kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I think just by preparing right, it doesn't mean I'm procrastinating, right? There's a, sometimes <laughs> a, a big difference, there, right? Mm. Well, I better not start today because I haven't prepared. It's not like that. No, it's just being really, really clear and making sure you've got the plan in place and you're operating to that plan and um, yep. and 
for me, that has changed the game when it comes to working with a lot of people around the world as well. Yeah, I love that. And actually, I'm going to come back to that quote you mentioned earlier, which was to be the change that you want to, you said to, um, I actually wrote down be the change that you want to see, but I know that I've changed that. Um, But also, I've actually got that gratitude quote you mentioned earlier up on my wall at home, Um, just as a reminder to be, you know, to be grateful for what you've already got. Um, So I love that. I think there's been a few, a few little quotes dropped this episode, that's for sure. Now, next question, very important one, is if you could have a superpower, any superpower, what would that be and why? Yeah, this one, um, you know, it kind of, I feel like it changes every time I get asked a question like this because <laughs> can we can we not just have like every superpower, right? But I think oh. the, the, the most... Well, you can make one up too. It doesn't have to be one that we think exists. Not that any of them do, but <laughs> yeah, I nearly I, always I, get told I to like, fly, I want to fly. Yeah, I, well, to be honest, I think uh, for me, the the biggest, um, you know, I keep saying think, but I'm actually, I, I want to change that to feel. I feel that if there was one superpower that I wish I had, it was to be able to go back in time and to remind the younger version of me that everything was going to be fine. Right? Oh, you just because... <laughs> stolen the next question, which was if you could oh, go great. back well, in let's... time and say one thing to your past self, what would that be? Well, well no, I'm going to, I'll give you something else on top okay, of that as all well. Right, but I think right. the, the, the reason I'm jumping in on that is because often, you know, we worry about things. We worry about the fact that yeah. You know, maybe we're not where we thought we were going to be. Yeah. And by just simply reassuring, I think I would have been more present. And yeah. I would have been probably more fulfilled throughout mm-hmm. the journey and enjoyed the journey a little bit more. I've only only in the last sort of 10 years really, really enjoyed the journey. Before <laughs> that, I felt like I was just constantly moving towards something. Yeah. And I wasn't in the moment. Yeah. And that, and that, that, that goalpost always it. keeps it keeps moving, right? So you never get there, which means you're always striving. Yeah. I hear. Yeah, I have yeah, told absolutely. you though. I've given you some advice just before we hit record on this to enjoy your kids right now because they're beautiful and young, yes. and it's all a phase. And later on, they turn into teenagers, and life will change. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that's why I want my superpower to go back in time, right? Okay. Yeah. So we're, yeah. Uh, we've got to <laughs> go back and enjoy the young ones. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So the last question, which we, we've already, I've already told you what it is. If you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, what would that be? Well, beyond what I just mentioned, which I think is obviously important, um, I think the other thing uh, will have been to just ensure that that you you really spend time with the people that really make you feel good, mm. right? The people that that elevate you rather than deplete you. The people that yeah. are really the you know the 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 top friends list, like the board of directors that in your yeah. life, right? To me, that's important because yeah. over time, it's very easy to get um, dragged down. And we say you're the average of the people you spend the most time with. Well, you conform to those people. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, for me, maybe uh, earlier in my career, I wish I was sort of hanging out with um, people that saw my potential as much as I did mm, and saw yep. their potential as much as I saw in them. I think that's probably a really important piece as, uh, yeah. as a young guy going into the uh, the business world that would have yep. probably served me quite well. Yeah, so powerful. And James, look, I really love your, um, I guess, how you've taken your experience and knowledge and popped them both together and you're using this opportunity to help grow other amazing entrepreneurs out there. Because I think, um, you know, one of the things that we we chatted about earlier is that there's just so much more awareness now than what there was uh, around how our our health and taking care of ourselves actually impacts everything. Um, and I think we all know that, but do we know it and do anything with it? So 
I love what you're doing. I love that you are um, what you. I mean, you specifically um, uh, work with. Uh, business people, entrepreneurs, leaders, people that want to um, grow their career to help them be the best version of themselves that they can be. Uh, and I love that. I'm I'm really excited for where you're going and and I'm excited um, as well for, for some of the things that you've got coming up uh, on the horizon too. So I just encourage everyone to keep a watch out um, for what James has got coming because I don't know if you can tell everyone about any of that yet. It might be top, top secret, but I've just... Oh, I, can, I can share a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Go for it. I, I think it'd be great for our audience to hear about a, a bit about what's coming up because it would benefit many of them. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate that. I, I think what's the main, most important piece here is that for us, it was about, okay, so if we've been on a journey here that um, that has been about optimizing well-being, it's been about optimizing the mind, um, surely other people in the world also need that, right? Because yeah. it's so important to take this multidimensional approach. So we've for many years, we've said, how do we do that? So we've offered retreats, which we spoke about previously, mm. um, and we've got some amazing retreats coming up to help people to optimize their lives in all components. Um, mm-hmm. And we also have uh, put together a cleansing system. Um, and the reason that we're mm. we're putting that out there is because this is about helping people to eliminate what's not serving them, mm. uh, nourish their bodies, and then thrive long-term. And we've, we've built it all on the power of one. So again, what we spoke yep. about earlier, it's about making simple swap-outs, simple shifts, and, you know, this is designed for the busy entrepreneur, for the networker, for the direct seller, for the person that wants to go to that next level, um, yeah. because ultimately, if you you take care of yourself, everything else flows from there. Mm. So, yeah, we're really, we're really excited about that and, um, and looking forward to rolling that later on in, uh, in uh, this month, August. Fantastic. Well, I'm super excited to see what happens there. And thank you again so much for taking time out of your day to spend with us um, and have an impact on more people. We really appreciate you. Such a pleasure and I'd love what you guys are doing. So keep up the great work. Really, really excited to uh, to be on this journey with you. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much, James. And thanks again to our beautiful listeners. We love that you've tuned on in to listen to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, of course, to subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, and uh, and recommend a friend. If there's somebody that you feel might have benefited from this episode or got something out of it, uh, you know, if you've got that husband or that partner that you're thinking, I really want them to put the phone aside, get them to have a listen. Maybe, maybe they might get something from it as well. But thank you, everybody, for tuning on in. It's been awesome to have you and we look forward to seeing you on the podcast again next week. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.